Just Curious. Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is Let's Talk Cobra Kai. I'm Jason Connell. And I'm Sal Rodriguez. All right, Sal. We are back with season five of Cobra Kai. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. It's here. I can't believe we're actually here. You know, it's one of those things where you finally make it to your destination. Yeah. You're like, ah, here we are. Here we are. What do we do? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to do our... Where do we go? We do our recaps. Well, this is season five, Sal. Let's go back in time. The Wayback Machine. And we started this whole journey with season one. Season two was under the radar, right? I lured you into this mad idea of Let's Talk Cobra Kai. Yes. And here we are. We, I mean, after season two, I had a feeling it had a good run in front of it, and we're still in the midst of it. But I didn't foresee season three and four and five and becoming this ginormous hit in America and beyond the world and Netflix embracing it. It's just incredible to be here with you. And not just a hit, Jason. Sure, it's a hit. But it's been a journey. It's, it's been, a, been journey a journey for everyone, especially you and me. Yeah. I can't believe it. And I was just looking at some numbers, because I like numbers. And we have, to date, before tonight, done 120 episodes of Let's Talk Cobra Guy. Wow. I lose track, and I can't believe it. That is amazing feat. 120. That's, wow. And we're coming up on 200 for Just Curious shows, you know, Just Curious media shows yes. all together. But, mm-hmm. of course, we started with this show. We've done the most episodes. Yeah. But that's quite a few, man. So I am super excited to be lined up and ready with you in sync for the next 10, which we'll be covering Season 5 of Cobra Kai. And we're starting tonight with Episode 1. I'm big time excited, and I am ready to rock and roll. Rock and roll. But before we do, a word from our sponsor. I'm ready. Support for Let's Talk Cobra Kai is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming and offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, and with this exclusive offer, you'll get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code Cobra Kai at manscaped.com. Yes, indeed. So, as everyone knows, Cobra Kai is brought to you by Netflix. And this episode, along with all others, was released on September 9th, 2022, which that was a change up for us, Sal. We were expecting January. And I'm literally just getting settled in this new home and living in certain parts of the house as we do renovations, but hey, we are here, buddy. We persevere. I want our listeners to know, I was like, Jason, let's just, you're busy, man. You're moving in. Let's just wait a while. Let's just, and you're like, no. Yeah, one we week. Waiting there. one week is killing me. It's like, we got to yeah. get in the studio. Mm-hmm. And my new studio is actually being constructed, so I'll be in there in maybe a month or so. Super excited. But I'm just excited to be here with you for our viewers and our listeners. Yeah, I'm all set and I'm ready. And it's like a reset to me. It's like, I love our special episodes. And I'm proud of the fact that our show, Let's Talk Cobra Kai, we go down these rabbit holes that no other show goes down. Sometimes we get stuck. (laughs) We're all over the damn place. (laughs) Uh, But when we come back, it's sort of like a reset for me. Yeah. So here's where we are. This is where the rubber meets the road. This is the actual show analysis of the season. Yes. And this is season five, episode one, long, long way from home. The rating is 8.4 on IMDb. 
Pretty darn good, good. I gotta say. It's good, yeah. Very, very good. The synopsis for this episode is Daniel's new ally churned housemate test Amanda's patience. Miguel searches for his father in Mexico. Terry starts to transform Cobra Kai. Hmm. Says it all. That's it. That's all we got. That's our analysis. Good night, folks. Good night. So let's jump into our scene-by-scene breakdown, Sal. Oh, season five, episode one. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So we start with this state-of-the-art Cobra Kai commercial, Sal. And it's, it's incredible, I got to say. It's like footage from All Valley. A quick shout-out to Tori, who is the All Valley champ, female champ, first yeah. ever. First ever. Mm-hmm. And so, I forgot about that on-camera shout-out. Oh, yeah. It was a really interesting video and a long commercial, very expensive for Terry Silver, but he's got the bucks. Sure. And it reminds me a little bit of Rocky Four as well when you're seeing Ivan Drago training because they're like hitting bags and seeing percentage signs. Oh, like, uh, yeah, yeah. They're really yeah. tapping into some of that, which I yeah. love. And yeah, they are high tech. High tech. And then you see Century. It's like on the mats that they're punching and kicking. I know that brand. They're out of For Oklahoma, sure. actually, and they're well known really? in the martial arts world. And oh, if yeah. you go to CenturyMartialArts.com, there's a whole special Cobra Kai section now. Oh. They're selling merch on their website. So I didn't know that. Check cool. that out. I, I went on there yeah. today. I was like, I know Century very well. They used to have geese that I would buy. But anyway, I love that. Quick shout out to Century. And then as we end this commercial, we learn that the Encino Dojo is the flagship dojo for Cobra Kai Sal. What do you think? This thing is like next, next, next level. We weren't even thinking this in Karate Kid Part 3. I mean, this took it to a whole new stratosphere. It just now hit me, like, why Encino? Was he trying to rub that in, in Daniel's <laughs> yeah, face? Right across the street from LaRusso Auto Group. Imagine, yeah, right across the street. That would be hilarious. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought this was a really good scene. And you saw how big the dojo, this flagship is. There's lots of new students. Everyone has black geese, black belts now. There's Kenny. Kyler's got a whole new hairdo. You know, yes. it's a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. And what little got time. juice bar. Ju- they've got a juice bar, Sal. I mean, you're, you're a gym guy. From going and working in, you got a juice bar. You got something. I like juice bars. They they don't usually last if you pay attention. They don't usually last. They're eventually going to shut down the juice bar yeah, most places. That's a sign. But, oh, but I like them. I do like them. Well, you also know that Silver is firmly in control of Cobra Kai now. Like, Kreese, jail. And he's come in and his master plan is in motion, Sal. Yeah. Which is amazing to see. And then we cut to a man swimming in a pool. And Sal, did you see this coming? No, you know, of course, right away you're assuming it's Daniel. It's it, it's obviously looks like Daniel's house, house, yeah, in Encino, yeah. Uh, and so you assume it's Daniel, but if you look closer, <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, Sal, who is it? It's chosen. And how does he and swim? He swims in the nude. Which, by the way, <laughs> anyone who's ever swam in the nude, I mean, there's no going back. Really. No going back. It feels so good to swim in the nude. Well, he swims in the nude during the day. And Amanda is startled to see all of Chosen as he gets out of the pool. And he's unaffected, Sal. He's like not bashful at all. Yeah. He did not seem uh, concerned at all. And uh, shout out to Seinfeld. He just got out of a pool. Yeah. No shrinkage. Yeah. He was was cool with it. Or no speaking of shrinkage. Oh, no, no. That means Chosen can have shrinkage and still be cool. He can afford shrinkage. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Maybe the pool's heated, though. George was, yeah. you know, we don't know. You know, that's a, you know, that's we true. don't know. That's true. So 
Chosen is living with them, for those who don't remember. Chosen showed up at the end of season mm-hmm. four. He is living with them in this time and space. And Amanda's not happy and tells, not to Chosen, she tells Daniel. Yep. And she's saying, he could be naked at the YMCA and swim mm-hmm. elsewhere. And so I was thinking, I don't think Chosen could do this at the YMCA either. I just don't think mm-hmm. nude swimming is something you can do at the Y or anywhere else it's public. No, the only thing you could do is maybe be in the sauna nude if it's not a co-ed. Exactly, exactly. I agree with that. But Daniel is really concerned. I mean, he was afraid of Crease. I think he's terrified of Silver because of the history. Well, yeah, yeah. Right? No, I was just going to say, I mean, that brings to mind, in in a scene or two from now, we're going to see what Daniel does. Daniel does something that surprises me based on what his plans are. Yes. Right? He, he still has the plan to take down Terry Silver. Exactly. You think he's going to hang it up here. They lost all Valley. You move on. But at the end of the season four, you know, Chosen shows up because he realizes in these hands that Cobra Kai could be more dangerous than ever. Yeah. And also, Jason, don't keep, what is it? Uh, don't honor a commitment to men who have none. There you right? go. Yeah. Yeah. And he's now trying to convince Amanda, like, I know the stuff with Johnny, sure. And then there was the crease, sure. But now he's trying to convince her, no, I, I really got to go after Silver. I mean, this is the one. He's crying This wolf. time is different. Yeah. This time is different, Amanda. She is like, no, the tournament's over. This is crazy. I want to have Mai Tais by the pool this time of year. This is nuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And speaking of Mai Tais, Sal, are you a fan of Mai Tais? I do enjoy my time. I mean, actually, <laughs> as I've gotten older, well, as I've gotten older, I, I prefer, you know, a whiskey neat. Yes, there you go. A McKellen 18, a la Daniel. Yeah. Uh, but I'll take a Mai Tai by the pool, absolutely. The last time I had a Mai Tai was in Hawaii, actually. And it was, uh, that's kind of where you have a Mai Tai. And that was, that's been a while. I'm not a big Mai Tai guy, but maybe I should try just, you know, an homage to, a tip of the cap to this show. So now we cut to Mexico. And this town, do you want to pronounce this town for us? Uh, is it Suta? Yeah, I think it's, yeah, Suta. I think that's right is on. Is that pronounced correctly? And Miguel is... I should know this, yeah, by the I way. Yeah, I was just trying I, to throw you a bone there, so a layup. <laughs> my dad was probably from there. Don't doubt yourself. my dad. <laughs> <laughs> just go with it. Just go, yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's follow you on your journey. Well, Miguel is searching for his dad, and Sal, not two minutes after getting off the bus, he is getting scammed when asking for directions. And I got to ask, Sal, have you ever been a part of such a shakedown on either side? Uh, I was almost, I don't know, it was a weird situation. Stop me if I ever told you this, but I I went to Mexico with my my sister. Okay. (laughs) I went to Mexico with my sister and her older friends. I was very young. I was about 12. Okay. And we all went, they all went surfing and so forth. So I'm hanging out with them. We're at a restaurant. At one point, I think I went to the car to get the camera. I said, I'm going to get the camera, go out to the car. As I'm grabbing the camera and walking back to the restaurant, I'm surrounded by kids my age. So I'm about 12. I'm surrounded by kids my age. Which is scary. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm, we were in Rosarito, Rosarito Beach. And this is where it gets weird. I'm surrounded by these boys my age. I'm thinking, I'm going to get jumped. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to get jumped. They're going to steal my camera, right? Um, They started hugging me and kissing me. What? That's a true story. It's the strangest thing that ever happened to me. And I broke free. I ran back to the restaurant, told my sister and her friends. Of course, they died laughing. You know, in hindsight, it's funny. I I was not harmed. How many were there? Uh, Five or six. About five or six. Hugging and kissing. Yeah, it was the strangest thing. You got any thing. photos of this? 
Uh, no, but every time I tell that story, I always just say to myself, strangest thing, don't have any explanation yeah, for it. I'll take that over probably punching and kicking. And there you go. <laughs> I will take that over being uh, punched and kicked. Wow. Absolutely. Well, Miguel was not so lucky. Not a lot of no. hugging and, and kissing here. Mm-mm-mm. These surfer punks, the main guy from Australia with a great accent, great look as well. Yeah. And they have this system down, Sal. It's like, oh, yeah. hey, pal, let me, let me. Of course, Miguel has no signal. He wants to get directions. And they got a map and X marks the spot. And they have this thing in motion. And do you want to describe how this shakedown went? Uh, this is where they do, uh, he does a fake map. Or no, it's not a fake map. No, he's he got actually, a map out. Right. Yeah, he's got a map. He tells them where to go. Yeah. Right? And then he charges you for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. He extorts money, basically. Dude, that's and okay. then his like, buddy okay. steals I'll, your bag. I'll pay for that. I'll pay for that. Okay, I'll okay. pay for information, right? But then his buddy stole your bag, yeah. and then he has to buy the bag back from, from the other guy. And then they basically give him a little bit of money back, but you know, he, what's he going to do? These are four big guys, and Miguel's not even in the mood to fight. He's just like, hey, guys, you speak English. And then he just, he just knows he's the heel he's been had, and he's just embarrassed, right? So uh, way to start your journey in Mexico. Unfortunately, I feel like Miguel, like if this were Robbie in that very scenario, Robbie, I feel like would have a little more of a, of a sixth sense yeah, about him. Yeah, street smarts. I feel like Robbie's well, a little Robbie more street was on smart the than Miguel. Miguel's a little like, yeah, yeah. You know? Miguel is a little bit, a little bit too trusting maybe. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, I don't, Car- I don't think Robbie would Carmen protected him from a lot of that stuff, you know, shielded him from some of that stuff. Yes. Doesn't even know his father yet, mm-hmm. yet. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's how it begins. He pays his fine. He's not off of his course. He, you know, he doesn't deviate from his plan. Yeah. He's going to go off just broke now, <laughs> sure. broker. Well, they left him some money. They, they uh, just a little money. bit, just a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. So yeah. now Johnny leaves a Mexican store with a Cinderella shirt on, which I really like, Sal, looking pretty cool. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I'm hearing a Spanish version of Poison's track, Unskinny. Is that what that was? Because it was I awesome. was trying to figure that out. No, I was trying to figure that out. I think that's what it was. Yep. How does it go? Hilarious. How does the normal English version go, Sal? Uh, skinny pop, 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 right? Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. It. that's it. Very good. Uh, yeah, great sequence there. And he comes out, and Sal, he's got Mexican Cokes, Mexican candy, and Mexican cell phones. Yeah. And then he goes on to say what? I love this. This one <laughs> so is so hilarious. funny. I just picked up this badass cell phone. It's got 60 minutos on it. That's like 300 American minutes. Hilarious. The writer's room was doubled over who came up with that one. That is gold. Well, with the conversion rate, it makes sense. That was so funny. Yeah. Yeah, I did love that. I love it. And then he has a little uh, chihuahua with a sombrero yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All the typical stereotypical stuff. It was fantastic. Robbie's like, yeah, they're just Cokes. <laughs> <laughs> not a Mexican coke. Yeah, in Mexico, they don't call them Mexican cokes. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Sal, there's gift number two, which is... Mm-hmm. FBI shirts. <laughs> and FBI stands for Female Body Inspectors. And this is a throwback to my sixth grade. Oh, my gosh. That's, well, that's when it came out for me. That's when this idea of female body inspectors and guys running around, kids running around saying that they are in the FBI. That's, I was in the sixth grade. Right? I, too, was in the sixth grade. 
I learned that joke and it was a knee slapper for me. Right? Oh. I'm 11 years old. So then one day I'll never forget this in civics class. They're like, write up a question, you know, and then you'll ask the class the question. You'll know the answer. So I'm like, I wrote FBI and I was, I had it already written out. Like I was going to do the real FBI, you know, federal Bureau of investigations. But I'm like, no, I'm going to throw a change up that new joke. I just heard on the bus. So I wrote female body inspectors. Needless to say, my civics teacher did not find it funny, and it was like straight to the principal's office. Oh, really? You got so in trouble. I got a little scolding, a little talking to with my joke. Oh. So forever oh. I see this, I'm like, I cringe a little bit. I got to know the audience. So I should have known the crowd, and I got busted. So, <laughs> Well, back then, you only got in trouble. Uh, uh, today, you would be completely canceled. Uh, yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> So now Johnny and Robbie are working together and are in hot pursuit and determined to track down Miguel. And so I love this. I love seeing these two guys working together. I don't think we've seen this before, have we? Not to this level. I mean, at one no. point in time, he stayed with Johnny. Robbie did for yeah. a beat. And then it got crazy, you know. But this is like, it's nice. They're coming together. Kind of like when we saw Johnny and Daniel working together, the Tango and Cash days. Mm -hmm. This is yeah. really great stuff. And together to go find Miguel. Now, Robbie doesn't know everything yet, but I'm liking this direction. I think uh, sort of a common theme every time we speak to fans of the show uh, about what do you hope for in the next season? Yeah. Everybody says we want Daniel and Johnny to finally yeah. settle all differences and just be on the same team. I think I could speak for everyone when, when I say we want all the yeah. reconciliation to happen among everybody. We want everybody to 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 lay down the baggage and be friends spoiler alert keep watching the season <laughs> sorry sorry uh yes i agree with you sal you are speaking for all of us when you say that for sure so yeah i would love to see a reconciliation with or, or at least a piece an olive branch with robbie and miguel for sure yeah so now we're miyagi-do and daniel addresses the students with a shout out to eli the all valley champ boy champ male champ which is great not exactly a television commercial Not shout out. Not exactly but, a television but. <laughs> commercial. But Sal, he's shutting down Miyagi-Do as agreed upon with the Crease Silver Pact that they all made, and Johnny's part of that. And it's just sad to see. No, see, Jason, this is where I got confused because the end of the last season, he's making that vow in front of Miyagi's tombstone. Yep. And Chosen him, shows not, he's up. He's not going to honor. Yeah. yeah, Chosen's there. And this is where this is the route that he's taken. And then Chosen's still there, ready by his side. Why is he shutting down Miyagi-Do? I don't know why Daniel's doing this. I'll tell you. To protect the students. They have a mark on their back, X on their back, as said in the previous scene. X marks the spot. He wants to protect them from any retaliation that Silver could do to the students. While Daniel and Chosen go off and play, you know, renegade cop. And they go after Silver. So I think it's just that. And it's hopefully just for a short while. But it's so hard to see happen. Yeah, very hard to see happen. But now, yeah, that makes sense. I'll let him off the hook let then that for slide. that reason. Yeah, I'll let that slide. Okay, so I understand. He wants to protect the kids. They are all kids. I forget. They are. Exactly. They're kids. Be yeah, because the actors are not kids. Exactly. But the characters are kids. Yes. So yeah, I got to remember that. So I'm going to test your Spanish again. Uh-oh. We show up at a bar, this next scene, Miguel, and what is the name of the bar? Castillo Escondido. Now, that's pretty good, Sal. I'm, I'm trying to work on it. And this bar is <laughs> located at? 137 Avenue Santurce. And that is the address that the guys, the surfer punks, 
you know, he was looking for, and they X marks the spot, and that was the real address. I'm sorry, Jason. That's not Atlanta, is it? Uh, no. <laughs> Are we in Atlanta here? I just took this from the show. I don't know if this address is a real address in Mexico or in Atlanta, Georgia. We don't. I don't know. If they use Georgia to fake I don't LA, think what, they are, they, would what do, are they using uh, to fake Mexico? I don't think they would have done that. That's hilarious. So Miguel's going to this bar because he believes his father, Hector Salazar, could yep. be here in this very bar, Sal. But his plan, though, Sal, doesn't really unfold the way he had envisioned. You know, you see a room like that, this, this, like it's a back room of a bar, yeah, right? Yeah, he enters a bar and then he's got to go to the back room and... And there's guys playing poker yeah. there or it's something. It's a rough crowd back there, by the way. It's one of those rooms where you're like, I should not go in there. Yeah. Yeah, he's brave. And he's called brave in this scene, you know? He's, mm-hmm. yeah. He goes in here and he confronts more or less a gang leader who's got goons yep. all around him. Seems to be, yeah. And he's just this kid, innocent, backpack. He just got, you know, taken for a bunch of money by four yep. other people. And... He has to bust out some karate, some martial arts here to defend himself. And I really like the wrist grab he does on this guy. Mm -hmm. And so he defends himself, still thinking it's his father, but not for a moment do I think that's his dad. No, I didn't think that either. I mean, in the the teaser trailer, there's a a trailer that kind of alludes or teases that, oh, it's here. Yeah, and he's a bad guy. We know he's a bad guy, but he's not this bad guy. He's not bad like this, like sinister bad, at least. Well, you know what it is? He's not obvious bad. He's not obvious bad. He's not obvious bad. Exactly. So we find out it's not his father. The guy takes mercy on him because he really takes this guy, kicks him in the knee. He sees he's brave. He's outmanned, and he lets him, Miguel, retreat and get out of there. And a lot of Spanish flying around like this Mm -hmm. idiot. What's he thinking? He was lucky to get out of there. I got to say that. That could have gone south in a hurry. You're in Mexico. Who's going to know? Who's going to see what happened to you? You know what can also happen? I think we've seen enough news stories to know that uh, not only is what he's doing dangerous, uh, he may not come back. Uh, If they don't kill you or kick your ass or rob you, recruit you and make you become one of them. There you go. All they have to do is take your passport. You know, they take your passport. They do this all over the world. Take someone's passport. They're stuck. Yeah, good luck. Good luck with that. And he also mentions that Carmen Arosa, the town they grew up in Ecuador. Go ahead and say that name. Guayaquil? Um, dude, you're on Guayaquil? a roll. Guayaquil? You're on a roll. Is that right? Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if I have that right. That. Yeah, it was interesting to learn a little bit more about them. And, you know, he was kind of feeling it out. But none of those names register with this guy. And no. so it, he was like, I okay. didn't know any Carmen. He said, I didn't know any Carmen, yeah. Carmen Diaz. No. Yeah. He's like, she sounds hot though. You know, he's kind of messing <laughs> yeah. with him. So that ends the scene. He escapes with his life and his backpack and no more money stolen. And now we're in the Eagle Fang van, which has gone yes. south of the border. And we learn Johnny's big plan. It includes asking if anyone saw Miguel at the bus stop and maybe just maybe Sal checking the Mexican phone book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Robbie hates this plan and no, adds it's a, hor- it's a horrible <laughs> it's a ter- plan. first of all it's a terrible plan but what does he add to this great plan of johnny's robbie says might as well put miguel's face on a milk cart and, jo- and johnny says they still do that yeah he thinks that's a great idea you know let's do that miguel's idea. been missing for uh, uh, just a few days or not even whatever but yeah that's kind of funny exchange yeah robbie's like that's your big plan you know he just doesn't have much of a plan but at least He's showing initiative, action, and he's going. You know, in the face of danger, Johnny is also very brave. 
Nothing yes. ever scares him. He's proven that. Yeah. But during this exchange, they begin to just bond even more so. And Johnny tells Robbie he can go home on the bus if he wants. Right, The next stop, he can go home and he can just leave. It's no big deal. He, he wants him to stay, but it's okay if you go home. And things kind of get back on track. Robbie's taking this in. Like, you know, my dad's trying. You know, he's not perfect, but he's trying. And he's there for me. And he's actually showing, you know, love and concern for Miguel as well. But out of nowhere, Sal, boom, what happens? Jason, I swear, I, I just saw a movie last night where the driver was talking to the passenger. <laughs> hey, and then Looking at the passenger? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You cannot, you got to keep your eyes on the road, wherever you are. But yeah, Johnny nearly hits the other vehicle, yeah. and then the van comes to a... Does it hit it? It doesn't hit anything. No. But it comes to a, a screeching halt, and there's a flat tire. Yeah. The van is just put together with you know duct tape at this point in time. Robbie had way, this just, car, and Johnny has this car. It's been running the ground. I was going to start delivering a spoiler, and I shut yeah, up. Yeah, slow down on the spoilers. We go one I, episode I, at a time. I got to be careful. We go one scene at a time. Well, because like I said, I would love to watch an episode, do a podcast, watch an episode, do a podcast. That's what I'd love to do so that I could literally be on episode one and be in the dark about episode two and three. I would like to be in the dark. Yeah. I would. But here we are. So now we're at the LaRusso house and Daniel shows Chosen, silver on TV. He must have DVR'd this commercial or something. And he shares what they need to do to him exactly, which is cut the head off the snake. Which leads Chosen to take it more literal as he pulls out the size yep, <laughs> that yep. Samantha also knows. And mm -hmm. there's a funny exchange here. Yeah, Daniel says, hey, whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. I didn't mean literally cut his head off. And Chosen said, they are not for cutting. They are for blocking and stabbing and clawing and gouging. Yeah, I think that's fine. I think that's fine. Don't kill or cut <laughs> the head cool. off, but just do those things, Chosen. I love it. I love well, it. Well, hang on. I, I got to hand it to Daniel for showing restraint because if exactly. Chosen wants to go, let him. Let yeah. him. Yeah. If he wants to do it. I mean, Crease was going to the death not that long ago, and who's to say Silverwood? So, yeah, exactly. These and guys you know aren't to do? be messed with. If Chosen were to, at this point, stab Terry Silver, mm -hmm. he would merely add him to his correction. <laughs> <laughs> So Daniel really is determined not to kill Silver, but to expose him for the crook he is. Because yeah. he knows, right? He doesn't even know everything, but he knows enough. He's been around enough. The guy's a bad guy, sinister guy. And Sal Chosen wants to meet Terry Silver. I love that. Take me to Terry Silver. I love it. I'm loving Chosen, Sal. I love that he's come back to the show, and now I have forgotten how much I despised him in the Credit sure. Kid Part 2, and now he's becoming one of my favorite characters on the show. Like, only this show can do this to me. Amazing. Yeah. No, I'm, I've forgotten about all that, too. I'm on his team. He's on our team. Yeah. Chosen is, is a good guy now. Absolutely. Who would have known? Who would have known? Not even Chosen. Would have known. <laughs> he wouldn't have known. Sato. Imagine if Sato, Sato were alive would be to so see proud. this. So proud. So so proud. But he was uh, proud of him in the end. Chosen. Chosen. So proud of you. Chosen. Proud of you. He said that off camera. We didn't see it when uh, Chosen took over the whole Miyagi Do. So now we're at Larusso Dojo. This is uh, you also call it Miyagi West, right? <laughs> you had some <laughs> I, other name for it, but yes, it's uh, Encino Miyagi. But it's mm -hmm. Larusso Dojo. It's been there since season one, yes. and Sam is training, and Sal 
she is obsessed with the loss to Tori and is literally replaying it on her laptop over and over how she lost the fight, replaying it in her mind. And while that's going on, Miguel calls, snaps her out of it, but that doesn't go well. No, because, you know, he needs support, Mm -hmm. but she also needs support. So it's one of those things like, and believe me, anybody that's been in a relationship, I think has been in this exact scenario where you need them at the very moment they need you. So it can be a little awkward. It can be. And she is upset for his disappearance. A, they're worried about him, right? And also, he left during the middle of the Old Valley. He could have waited to the end of all of that. <laughs> he could have waited a like, few hours. I got I, I got that bus and I got that <laughs> ticket. I got to go. So yeah, there's a lot of resentment and, you know, how to say I'm in this phone call, Sal? Well, it wouldn't be the first time a young lady has hung up on a young man. No, and not the last. I know it's happened to me. It's happened to me. She hangs, she hangs up. up on him. Yep. But when that happens, Miguel's focus shifts and he spots who could be Hector. Hector. His father. Yeah, because he hears somebody call he this guy hears Hector. Uh, Hector. And so, by the way, at, at this very moment, this guy's dumping some garbage into mm-hmm. the trash can. Yep. So he's not doing anything highfalutin. No. So maybe the hang-up was uh, serendipitous. He heard the name, and he's got a new target. Not the guy at the bar. So now Robbie and Johnny fix the flat tire and talk about the past. You know, like how... Johnny and Daniel went searching for Robbie. Things he didn't know, mm. Sal. Oh, he didn't know about the fight? He didn't know the about the, the, the mechanic fight? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he didn't know any of this stuff, which mm-hmm. was a great sequence and a great yeah, bonding yeah, experience like for mm-hmm. Johnny and Daniel. And then Johnny calls Carmen to check in, who shares that Miguel is alive and well, courtesy of Sam, of course, who just hung up on Miguel. But she did tell Carmen that she got a hold of him and he's okay. So this is good. It kind of lowers the uh, concern right now. He's okay. You know, we're going to get him. We're going to get him, Carmen. Yeah, he is alive. He is alive. Yes. so now we're back at the Cobra Kai Dojo, and Daniel and Chosen are on a stakeout. And so, did you ever see the movie Stakeout with Richard Dreyfuss and Amito Estevez? I never saw that movie. What? They even made a sequel, Stakeout 2. I know. I I heard of it, but I've, I've never seen it. Is it good? You know what? I can't say it holds up because I haven't seen it in about 20 years, but at the time, I loved it. So I probably have to revisit that to see if it belongs on Let's Talk Movies and maybe bring you on if it is. But anyway, I had to ask. No, what's funny is I couldn't really imagine... Like, to me, that's sort of an odd choice of co-stars. But okay, I'll give it a while. Well, they were hot in the 80s, you know, and, uh, you know, there's a love interest. There's a lot of things going on. It's funny, but it's like a buddy picture. I'll check it out. So now Chosen. So they're sitting in the car looking in they're seeing all these new students come in like look at this this place is blowing up right it's freaking it's like a 24-hour fitness or an equinox or something like it's just being flooded with people going in and then chosen through the window from the car sees silver and studies his fighting style and he spots it immediately and there's concern because he recognizes it as a style taught by kim sun young kim sun young Mm-hmm. who is mentioned by Terry Silver mm-hmm. in The Karate Kid Part 3. What a great flashback. Great, great fi- flashback. He, he walks into the yep. Miyagi-Do garden, and he throws that name out right then and there. Mm-hmm. And then Daniel is like, 
that person's real? I thought it was a made-up name because everything else he yeah. said was a lie, like Cruz is dead and this, that, and the other. So I love that this show goes back and does these connections. Oh, my gosh. It's just, it's rich of history. I just love it. I always love that scene, too, with Terry Silver yeah. where he approaches because that's, I think for me, it was that very scene which really showed me what a horrible person oh, I know. Terry Silver is. It was that very scene. Yeah, he was, oh, it was terrible. I thought he had other things to do. He's running this huge business, but he's got time to go torture a teenager and trick an older person who's doing nothing wrong in the world. Yeah, this sure. guy is despicable. Him and Crease, though. Maybe worse than Crease, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I think Terry Silver's worse than Crease. Top dog. Top dog. Yeah. So now we're at the LaRusso Dojo, and this conversation continues to the dojo. I like that. This kind of jump cut us to the dojo, and they're in geese, bowing in and, and sharing. And Chosen talks about Kim Sun Young, how he taught American soldiers martial arts during the Korean War and was a master of Tang Soo Do. But Sal, that's not what he taught i guess he sort of did like an evil version of it is that is exactly that what <laughs> exactly and he demonstrates on daniel he's like let me show you and what does he do uh he takes him down doesn't he have his hand on his neck yeah grabs his neck yeah and then like just slams because, him well because he did something that floyd mayweather once got in trouble for where you touch gloves and as soon as you touch gloves yeah Floyd went in for a hit and I think knocked the guy out. So in this instance, you bow. And as soon as you bow, you're not expecting as soon as you bow to show respect yeah, that your opponent's going to go in for the kill. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what we see here. It's, a, like I said, a style based on deception. Uh, no honor, no mercy. Yeah. And that was the early slogan for Cobra Kai, but they changed it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Deception, <laughs> deception, no honor, no, honor, no, no mercy. mercy. We got to work on that. So, uh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. They're going to pull no punches. If you think something's coming, it's something else. It's always devious. And then Chosen goes on to share what? In a way to capture silver. To catch Serpent, you must think like Serpent. We will use his style against him. Love it. I like that. I'm a, I'm a fan of that. Chosen is filling this void that we've had during the whole show, which is Miyagi. And he is coming from the homeland. He now runs and takes care of Miyagi-Do. Mm -hmm. And for all intents and purposes, he is the lineage to Mr. Miyagi through Sato, his uncle, and they, you know, all the way back to the teacher, Mr. Miyagi's father. So he is representing him. And now he talks like him. And these little, like, dungeon masters, like to call it, you know, little proverbs and such. And I freaking love it. I'm a sucker for it, Sal. Well, except unlike Miyagi, Cho oh, no, he's a little got, more down he's to, more to gouge you in the eyeball with a side. Yeah, he's a little more <laughs> yeah, loose, canon. Yeah, he's still chosen. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to trick Miyagi where you know, chosen can get wound up and like, we're going to cut his head off. But in a comical way, and it really works. You know, I really want to go back and watch Karate Kid Part 2 again just to see if he was always a little bit that. Yeah, he, he was jokey, but he was always such a prick. He couldn't look past it, you know, but I didn't know his character, really. Huh? So, huh? yeah. Huh? Huh? So anyway, I love this. And now we're back to Miguel and he's following Hector through an outdoor market and notices what sound. He notices this Hector guy has a woman with him mm -hmm. and a little boy of, what do you say, about four, maybe? Yeah, four, four or five, five, six. Yeah. Six, yeah, small, small young boy. Yeah. 
uh he sees them walking around and yeah uh that might be tough because if you think you think that's your dad if you think that's your dad then and then you see mm-hmm. a woman you can go and go okay well obviously he's not with my mother obviously but then you see this little boy you're like oh. it's one of those things where the actors in the audience of the play is like that should be me up there exactly one of those moments yeah, i didn't have this scene I don't. Did we ever go to the market? I mean, maybe yeah. I was young. Yeah, a lot going I mean, on. I never. He never played soccer with me ever. Well, then the son, Hector's son, who we think it's his son, his soccer ball rolls to Miguel because he's got a little soccer ball, you know, and it, it kind of. He's a young kid. Rolls to him perfectly, and Miguel does his best Daniel impression from the Karate Kid. You know, messing with the ball a little bit, quick juggle, quick flip up, and gives it back. And there's a nice exchange. And you can see yeah, he tries to talk to a little boy. He asks for the little boy's name. Little boy was kind of shy. I was though. very shy. Maybe don't talk told to not to talk to strangers. Yeah, there Absolutely. you go. Sure. Uh, I believe there's a song about that. Which uh, by about Rick don't talk to strangers. Don't talk to strangers. Yeah, yo, Rick Springfield, <laughs> man. I had the record. Nice. So I uh, I can't. you're dating yourself talking about records. Hello. And Miguel's mind is racing, as we just talked about. Like, there's a lot going on, even when he's connecting with. The, like, is this my brother? Is this my stepbrother? A lot spinning. And now we're back to Johnny and Robbie, and they make it into town finally. The car's working, tires on, and Johnny buys Robbie a bus ticket and goes to look for Miguel. So basically like, hey, sorry, here's your ticket, but I'm trying. I got to do this. That's, sure. It's really nice. It goes off. But of course, Al, he is approached by the exact same surfer punks. Because someone said, yeah, they think that he was talking to these guys over here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he's going right into the trap, the belly of the beast. And what happens? You know, I got to hand it to this Australian guy because something about the Australian accent is kind of disarming, I think. Because whenever we hear Australian, uh, Crocodile Dundee, Paul uh, Hogan, Steve Irwin, uh, Olivia Newton, John, rest in peace. Oh, All these good, yeah. pleasant, good, good folk, you know. Yeah, Thor. And so you're not expecting that some guy's just going to try to jack you. Absolutely, with an, with an Aussie accent. Yeah, Road Warrior. Yeah. Yes, Mad Max. <laughs> so a great fight sequence ensues, and it's not just Johnny. Well, he goes over there, and they do their whole thing. But what? He doesn't have a backpack like Miguel. Miguel takes his backpack off for whatever reason, sets it down. Well, they start fishing through Johnny's pocket, pickpocket, or mm. he catches yeah, yeah. them. Grabs his hand, not a good idea. It's on. And he threatens the big guy, the Australian, like, I'll stick that surfboard. Where's he going to stick it, Sal? I'll stick that surfboard so far up your ass, your friends will be riding you. Surfing you. <laughs> Surfing you. <laughs> so, riding would be different. Surfing would be different. Whatever that means, Johnny, but I like it. I, li- <laughs> I like the call. So it's on. He's fighting these four guys. And one guy comes up from behind to, like, you know, put this. You know, noose around him and like you yeah, know, to, you know, choke him level. out. And Robbie comes flying in with a kick, nice. hits the guy. It's father and son duo at work. Sal, it's fantastic. A great fight yeah. sequence. Johnny, You've never seen this, right? Never seen this. These two. Nice. He breaks the uh, surfboard in half. Doesn't follow through on his threat, but he does, <laughs> but he does. Thankfully, break it, it is a family him, show. You family know? show, and, and knocks him out with it. So. Yeah. He should have taken Miguel's money back, but he didn't know Ooh, Miguel lost money. Yeah. So, he doesn't know that. Yeah. So great stuff. Love it. Back to Miguel. He's continuing to follow Hector and his family until what happens? Well, suddenly this soccer ball that the boy has, mm-hmm. I guess the boy is trying lost to... Lost it know, again. His knee. Yeah. This boy needs some lessons. Uh, the ball goes into the street. Mm. He goes to grab the ball. 
And then he nearly gets hit. A car comes, does not stop or slow down. Yeah. It seems. It's a piece of guy from the next karate kid. (laughs) Miguel goes in, saves the boy, grabs him, puts him back on the sidewalk, literally saves this boy's life. Unbelievable. Yeah. Saves him. Thank goodness he was stalking them, right? Thank (laughs) goodness. This kid, we don't know if he would have been killed, but he's going to get hit. And that's very, very sad and scary. But we do learn that this is Hector. Wow. Played by Luis Roberto Guzman. I don't know the actor. He was in a show, Narcos, which I do know that show, know of the show, but I hadn't watched it. But fantastic job. But this, again, I'm going to never make calls again because every time I make a call for this show, it doesn't come true. I had other actors in mind. Oh, yes, yes. I named plenty of them. (laughs) I had three in mind. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole anymore. It wasn't them, Sal. It was Guzman, who does a fabulous job, so great. And he's overwhelmed with joy to see that Miguel saves his son mm-hmm. and invites Miguel over that night for dinner. Yeah, and that would be sort of a traditional yeah, uh, exactly. thing to do, right? Yeah. Somebody does something fantastic for you and your family, a wonderful favor, saves a life. You invite them to your home for dinner. Us Americans would say, can I pay you anything? Do you need, you know, they want to give you some monetary reward. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. somewhere else, say, come over for dinner. We'll break bread with you. You're part of the family now. It's yeah, very you're different. right. They're probably, that's a, a, an international thing. Can I Venmo you? How much for the kid? <laughs> <laughs> that kid was worth at least a couple hundred. Let me yeah, Venmo okay. you 200. No, it's uh, Sal Rodriguez with the underscore. Okay. Yeah, but uh, I like this. I like this style. And, of course, it plays into everything, right? It's perfect for the show. And Miguel, he's just like, whoa, uh, okay, great. And he's also broke, Sal. He's got a couple bones in his pocket. Yeah, because we don't know. What was he planning to do? Was he planning to, like, get a cheap motel Yeah, what was his long-term plan here? Him and Johnny, they're not well-thought-out plans. He better find Hector fast because he's going to be out of money. Now, Johnny and Robbie share a Karate Kid Part 2 moment here, Sal. And I mean when Mr. Miyagi and Daniel are on the shore. Now, listen, the scene from Karate Kid Part 2 was much sadder. Mr. Miyagi's father had just passed. But it's a beautiful scene. They're looking out at the ocean. There's a palm tree there. This has hints of that. But it's not the same. But it it just kind of reminded me of it. And I'm sure same with the showrunners. And they take in this scene. They had just teamed up and knocked out these four guys, bested them all, and they're having a father and son moment and also kind of licking their wounds with their bottles of either beer or soda mm-hmm. on their eyes because they took a couple shots. And we've never seen these two closer, Sal. Never. No. So this is one of those times where you're like, please just keep it here. Yeah, exactly. Please just exactly. Please keep it there. We don't need another blow up in the next episode. We, we don't need it. And then, of course, Robbie ends it with X marks the spot. Right, Dad? And that was, of course, X marks the spot, was what the Australian guy used for Miguel and him. On the map, Because yeah. Robbie shares the fact that he's staying, not going home. He's in it to win it. He's with Johnny on this quest to find Miguel. And it's fantastic. Yeah, I think, well, also, it's one of those things where Robbie wants to go home right mm-hmm. but at the same time he may learn in that little fighting sequence my dad maybe needs me like my, need my me. dad needs me yeah, in this exactly i'm needed i'm wanted i'm staying we don't know what would have happened if robbie hadn't have jumped in when robbie we don't know for certain that johnny would, would have been able to take on all those guys yeah to fend them off the whole time maybe not yeah so that's the end of the episode no 
There's a montage. And yes. a beautiful montage to end this first episode, Long, Long Way From Home. And in this montage, we have Terry Silver doing a beautiful crease-type voiceover yep. monologue. And while that's Rallying going the troops. on, I'll give, exactly, I'll give the beats, and then I want you to deliver Silver's amazing speech. So we see Daniel. Locking up Miyagi-Do, covering up the sign with a tarp. Johnny and Robbie riding in the Eagle Fang van, having Mexican treats, like Robbie sharing. Bonding, wonderful stuff. Miguel having dinner with Hector and his family. Amanda goes to the pool and sees Daniel with Mai Tais. There we go. Side. And it's great. So he's listening to Amanda giving her her needs. And then Silver addresses his new students. Well, he's doing this the whole time, but we cut to Silver, who's addressing all these new students. And we see different gi, Sal. We see a gi from cutting-edge karate, crunch karate, which we've seen in all valleys. And then we see a student from Locust Valley Karate Club, which is also the dojo from one Daryl Vidal. Nice. But wait a second. That wasn't Daryl Vidal standing. It was not Daryl Vidal. Okay. Wish it was. Wish it was. It wasn't. And then he stops in front of a new recruit. We'll leave it there. And please, give us your best Terry Silver. I would love an awesome ponytail, first of all. (laughs) I need a ponytail. Love it. Today is a turning point at Cobra Kai. Our competition has closed up shop, and the Valley now looks to us to lead the way. We have a long road ahead. This is just the beginning. Right now, we're strangers. But I can tell you, we won't be strangers for long. This is the start of something special. For everyone else, it's summer vacation. But for us, the real work is about to begin. Cobra Kai now has more students than ever before. That means we'll need more senseis. I'm going to ask you to do more than what's expected. Which means I'm going to pay more than what's expected. But first, you must prove yourself in the way of the fist. It's time to see if you're worthy. Welcome to Cobra Kai. Wow. Woo! Great job. And when he says this last part, he is standing and looking straight ahead at Chosen. I love that. I love that so (laughs) much. Oh, my God. When the the camera finds his face, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then, of course, the burn-in, Cobra Kai. It's back, baby. Season five, episode one. And it's like, of course, Sal, I immediately watched episode two. Because that cliffhanger, what if we had to wait a week for the next episode? It would have been too much. Like, that is such a great ending. Chosen has infiltrated Cobra Kai to be on the inside, to pull the Trojan horse method. I Mm. love it. I love this plan. I can't wait to see where it goes. You know, didn't I forecast something in a previous season? I could have sworn I talked about somebody infiltrating a dojo and being a spy. I know I said something about that. Well, anyway, here we are. And yes, I love the concept. I love that whole spy infiltrating. I'm going to toot your own horn. In season two, you predicted Terry Silver and Chosen will come back. They'll be big play. No. Just kidding. No, I think you're serious. <laughs> so I would have been blown away had you called all those things. 
Amazing stuff here, folks. This, yeah, this great, is really a great, great setup for an amazing season to come. And I'm just so happy we've made that next step together. Uh, anything else, Al, before we wrap up and move on down the road to the next episode? No, I just want to say this was a really exciting episode which made you thirst for more. Mm -hmm. There's no way, even if you're not a fan of binging, and always for the record, I'm not <laughs> the biggest fan of binging, you want to see the next episode Can't stop. after this. Can't stop. You have to. Yeah. You have to see the next episode. That's all I got, my friend. So unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. And get 20% off and free shipping with the code COBRAKAI at manscaped.com. So thank you so much for listening. And please be sure to subscribe to the Let's Talk Cobra Kai podcast as well as the Let's Talk Cobra Kai YouTube live channel. You can also really help us by giving this show a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. And for all you listeners that enjoy sharing your thoughts, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, send us a direct message, or post a comment on any Let's Talk Cobra Kai social media platform. If you're a dedicated listener or viewer of Let's Talk Cobra Kai, please consider supporting the show on Patreon. We also highly recommend checking out our other podcast and visiting JustCuriousMedia.com. No mercy.